Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome, and this is the weekly Spirit Seeker Hour brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. We are in our 20th year of being in print. We started off as a quarterly newsletter, then went to a bi-monthly magazine, and then in 2002 we went to a monthly magazine, and we haven't stopped since. So we are on the front lines of bringing you the latest and most informative information on how to have a more balanced mind, body, and spirit. You can find us in Whole Foods and many other locations in Kansas City, Chicago, St. Louis, and starting in February, we will be in Indianapolis as well. So each and every month, we um, have our regular locations, but then in addition, we support over 25 different mind, body, spirit expos each year, and we are delighted to be working with the uh, annual Transformation Conference and UFO Conference coming up in Arkansas in April of this year, and we are working with several conferences throughout um, throughout the Midwest. Uh, we also ship magazines to other conferences, and we uh, just give thanks to all of our readers. We have faithful readers all over the U.S. into Canada and uh, some European uh, readers. We aren't translated, but we are finding our way to Europe anyway, so it's just fabulous. Okay, so I'm only going to do one more announcement. Um, if you would like to be added to our email list that we do, we hold it sacrosanct. We do not sell our list, but we do allow um, other Mind, Body, Spirit events to um, be a part of our email newsletter, and it goes out anywhere from one to two times a week. We let you know who the radio show guests are. We let you know when the magazine is online, and we um, we give thanks for our online readers and uh, we we just let you know what's going on. So all you have to do is send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at spiritseeker.com and ask to be added to our email list, and then we will let you know um, about the upcoming events. Okay, so that is it and um, for announcements, and now I'm going to um, tell you just a little bit about my guest this evening. And... Um, I am delighted to be interviewing Dr. Marga, who is actually Dr. Marguerite Birmingham, but we're going to be calling her Dr. Marga, which is what she is known and beloved by many. She holds uh, a doctorate degree in energy medicine and science of intuition, and she has worked uh, as a spiritual healer for over four decades. She offers spiritual counseling soul therapy, shamanic healing with a focus on soul retrieval, past lives, um, positive affirmations therapy, visualization therapy, meditation, inner growth um, groups. She has she works with groups. She does energy cleansing and chakra balancing. She works a lot with people and a lot with animals and a lot with people and animals. So her uh, gifts and skills bridge between many dimensions. And tonight we will be hearing about um, all of her work in this arena and animal communica- communication. She has also written a book uh, called Positive Affirmations to Heal Your Pet. 
and other animals, and she works with animal shamanism. She's an expert in a whole lot of different areas. I could go on and on and on, but um, I'm going to bring Dr. Margo on, and you can hear from the expert here. So, Dr. Margo, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm glad to be with you, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. I am I have delighted. Been... <laughs> same here, same here. The minute I heard your voice on the phone when you called a couple months ago, I was like, oh, I love this lady. So, oh, you know. likewise. Well, and, you know, Dr. Marga, you know, you have been in this in this healing on the front lines for a long time. And, you know, people think animals are one thing and humans are another, but what have you found with working? I mean, do you just find that love is love and souls are souls? Or you can start wherever you want. I, I know we're going to talk about um, about the compassion and the love that is needed so much right now, but I just want you to tell us a little bit about your journey, how you came to where you are today with this communication gift that you have and helping people in this way. Well, I started at the age of 14. I'm Brazilian, and you all can tell that I have an accent. But anyway, uh, I'm from Brazil, uh, and I come from Hawaii, where I lived for almost 20 years. That's where I come from right now. But in Brazil, spirituality is uh, very, very strong. We are, uh, at an early age, we go to spiritual centers. We are trained, initiated in various modalities of healing. So I started at the age of 14. So at the age of 16, I was already a trans-channeler, which is very common in Brazil. And uh, then I was, uh, as I said, trained and initiated in various modalities of healing. We have, uh, like, spiritism in Brazil. We have... uh, Candomblé, Nassau, uh, Umbanda, we have Cardassus. We have so many modalities of healing in Brazil. It's very common for us, uh, as part of the culture, to have communication between incarnate and discarnate beings. You go to all those kinds of thousands and thousands of spiritual centers in Brazil. And at these places, you have like a very uh, clear and uh, current, uh, normal communication with the spirit world. So I, I was trained very intensely all my life, uh, and uh, then I shifted also into theosophy, started to work with uh, the planetary invisible government and the ascended masters, the shohans, uh, uh, archangels, Elohim. And then I got uh, into training with multidimensional um, realities, working with uh, beings from other dimensions. Um and uh, so later on, I started to develop. My, then I moved to the United States, uh, went to Hawaii, where I had a lot of training and background with the kahunas, uh, Lemurian work, or, you know, Atlantean cleansing, all that. So uh, then I moved to, no, after that, I, um, I started to have, uh, uh, I pursued a PhD in energy medicine and science of intuition. Okay. That went full circle for me because I was able to put together all my experience as a medium, as a researcher, and uh, and then uh, with that experience, uh, you know, there's a, a call coming in. Are you hearing me? Yes, I'm here. Okay, okay, because there's something going on. Okay. Uh, with that experience, I was able to put together in all the pieces of the puzzle of the universe. Then I ended up writing the dissertation uh, for the Ph.D., 
uh, on cosmic responsibility and about all the universal interconnectedness and the origin of disease, uh, the creation of health. Uh, so later on in my life, I connected with the reality of the animal kingdom uh, uh, in a way, in a dimension that I hadn't before, you know. Uh, and then my heart, my mind, my soul, they were opened up to the reality of the animal kingdom on this planet. I, I became an activist. Uh, I started to work very, very deeply for the animals in Hawaii, uh, international on, internationally online, and in Brazil, or hands-on in Brazil, going to Brazil three times a year. And um, then that full circle that I was having for the human beings became the full circle with the planet. And uh, as a result of all that, I uh, started to do a lot of research with uh, energy medicine for animals, shamanism for animals, because I am a shamanic practitioner. And uh, then I wrote a book for animals, Positive Affirmations to Heal Your Pets and Other Animals. And I started to really do a lot of research on soul retrieval for animals, because I love soul retrieval. For me, it's one of the best healing techniques available on this planet to heal trauma, abuse, shock, and grief, uh, and all the uh, needs that, you know, the soul has. Anyway, so this is my experience. And I really started to uh, lean toward, a lot more toward the animal kingdom. And right now, I have this beautiful balance. I, I work a lot with human beings, but I work a lot for the animals. And uh, I am. Um, I created a method called Dr. Marda's Animal Healing System, that is a comprehensive energy medicine, spiritual healing, and shamanic methodology to heal animals. Um, so this is kind of my my journey so far. I I have a dream. My dream is to build my animal sanctuary, and so that is my dream. I have that, and I'm working toward that. And uh, for human beings, my goal presently is the soul healing. If you go on my website and you get into my program, you see that that focus I have. Because as part of our, uh, our agenda for today is to talk about uh, aspects of the current planetary need for human is spiritual healing. And so when it's the time, you let me know when I can develop that uh, theme uh, uh, on the show. Because that's what's happening with all of us. We, we are marching toward evolution. And we all want to shift into the so-called beautiful fifth dimension. But most of us don't have a clue what that is. And uh, uh, most people don't even know what they are doing on Earth. They don't know what, even where they are born. And uh, the situation, the, 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 the human situation on the planet is very, very precarious. People are very, uh, you know, uh, people are mentally very disturbed, uh, emotionally very, very imbalanced. The planet needs to evolve. There is a plan behind all this called the rescue operation that I can talk about if you want. We can develop that theme. It's a multidimensional uh, aspect of my work. So we are, we are living times when the planet is sick. We watched just turn on TV, and you know what I'm talking about. If you read the newspapers, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we are uh, living uh, 
in absolute fragmentation separateness as human as a human race. I'm not talking about the exceptions of the life workers, the people that are, you know, doing, making a difference. No, I'm talking about us as a human race in general, as human race in general. We are destroying the planet, right? And the, the worst of all, uh, we are not only killing the planet, you know, nature, but we are uh, causing a daily holocaust to the animal kingdom. We are killing about 190 uh, billion of animals on this planet yearly for the consumption of their bodies. Uh, and we are uh, causing this amazing, uh, cruel uh, reality to these beings that we are taking their skin off, we are we are uh, hurting them in laboratories. We are hurting them for entertainment. So the karma we have as a civilization with the animal kingdom and with the environment, obviously, is has no precedent. So what is happening right now in the beams of light, you know, the invisible government that rules this planet and our solar system and the galaxy and the universe, let's talk about Earth, uh, they are asking us, please, work on your soul healing, work on your le- reverence for life, work on your respect for life, work on your uh, on the genuine, real uh, concept of unconditional love and compassion. So um, I don't know, Cindy, if you want me to start exploring uh, our agenda oh. or if you want me to move on, it's up to you. Yeah, well, I'd like to talk about the soul loss that you're describing, like what you're just describing with this lack of reverence and respect for the animal kingdom, which is carrying over totally into the terrible things that are happening globally. So what do you feel, Dr. Marga, like, you know, you you have been in and out of different cultures, and, you know, Hawaii, you know, is a is a beautiful culture with the Huna teachings and what do you feel is is what has triggered this soul loss at this level with so many animals being annihilated people what do you feel like do you feel like this soul loss is like um a karmic thing or do you feel that there's just a a, a lack of understanding that there's a reason that souls are here on earth and and that you know i don't know i I just feel like right now there are so many people who have absolutely no clue about a life purpose or a, a soul's purpose, and mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of you know religion served that purpose for a long time, but a lot of people you know are are have i mean the churches are looking for people now, you know so it's like there's a there's an educated awareness and yet there's a soul level um bankruptcy. So what do you feel, I mean, especially with the way we're so connected now with the Internet and with, you know, causes and communication, what do you feel has caused this this lack of reverence? And where can we, how can we reinstill a soul level awakening? I hope this makes sense where I'm going with this. Okay, well, no, this is the way to go. Yeah, okay. So let's just try to uh, differentiate the, between soul loss and the souls that are that are lost. Okay. Because there's a difference between soul loss and souls that are lost. Soul loss is one aspect we use that, and we know a lot about that in shamanism. Okay. So maybe we can talk about 
also beings that are lost. Let's just maybe make a, a you know like a go with the flow here. That are lost, and that's the ones that they don't know their life, their life purpose. We can talk about soul loss, and we can talk about fragmentation. Okay, and we can yeah. talk about separateness. So these are uh, uh, aspects of all this whole process of the 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 souls that are lost in their situation on the planet. I don't know if it makes sense to you. I just would like to go one by one. And yes, we need please to talk do. about the purpose of religion. Can we do that? Yes, absolutely. Marvelous. Okay. So I'm going to start with uh beings that are lost or souls that are lost. Okay? And that I that I think this is the beginning for us talking about all this. Uh yes. Uh yeah. Well, most human beings, they have no clue of why they were born. Yeah, I, I want to give classes and workshops, and even in my consultations, I tell people, say, you want to, do you want to, obviously you're not going to do that. It's just symbolic. But anyway, I say, do you want to run the test? If you could, if you could, if I would, I would. Uh, sit at a door, a front door of a stadium where you're going to have like a baseball game, a big game, Okay. And imagine that you magically you can sit at that door. Just imagine, okay? And every person that comes into that city, imagine 8,000, 10,000, 100,000 people, okay? Uh, you would, uh, or a group of people would ask each one of those uh, people that are coming into the state and say, uh, a question, do you know why you were born? Do you know the reason why you showed up on earth? Do you know your life purpose? Just imagine that magically you can do that. You would be surprised that out of a whole stadium packed with thousands of people, very, very rarely someone will will answer that question to you. Uh, I have worked with people internationally. I'm 62 years old, and I said I started at the age of 14. So it's been very intense, very intense work in my life, uh, you know, everywhere. And uh, not only in Brazil, in Hawaii, in America, in Europe, uh, and people from Canada, etc. And I, I always ask this question. It's part of my uh, soul therapy questionnaire. It's the first question I ask when someone comes uh, and has uh, healing with me or soul therapy. Do you know why you were born? Do you know what you're doing, your nurse? Do you know uh, your life purpose? Very rarely someone knows. Very rarely someone will say, yeah, I know, I have a life purpose, and I know what I'm doing here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very rare. So this is, this is one aspect of all this. Human beings are disconnected from their inner reality. Why is that? Okay, let me talk, talk about history here. Uh, and just to offer it to you and to your readers, and maybe later on if you're interested, Part of my dissertation, I have all this in, in a whole chapter that would be available for reading. Anyway, so what happened is that millions of years ago, about, I would say about 14 to 16 millions of years ago, we had what we call in theosophy, uh, in mysticism, we call the fall of the man on this planet. At that time, what happened was that we, were, we became disconnected from our inner life. life. We became disconnected from divinity. This planet at that time 
uh, went back into darkness. There was not even fire anymore here. It's a long story, but what happened was that at that time, our threefold flame, there, there is the anchorage of our divine presence, I am, our real spirit, uh, via our higher self, in Hawaii we call high self, in our heart chakra, uh, you know, inside our permanent atom, that, that anchorage that we call the threefold flame, uh, that when we expand it, it can go, you know, to the side, you know, around our uh, heart, and you can extend it to the size of your of your body. I teach this. Everybody that has been worked with me, I teach them uh, as divine reconnection. So at that time, this threefold plane that is the, this anchorage of our divine presence, I am, went down to one eighth of a millimeter in size. We got disconnected from divinity. We became absolutely fragmented and separate. So we, we stopped understanding, recognizing, and living the way we used to live until the end of the third root race of this planet. Because we, we, we live here in root races. We are now the end of the fifth, and our wonderful children that are coming here, they are the six, the six root racers. Huh? I happen to have two grandchildren. One is a rainbow, another one is, is a star, and he comes from Orion. And, uh, and it's beautiful to see these new children uh, here, a lot of them uh, helping us to regain this, this divine connection. So what, what happened at that time, we disconnected. Then, it's a long story, but, you know, we had people from other dimensions coming to help, like from Venus, from Matumara, blah, blah, blah. Many millions of years went by. It's a whole story. I have that on my dissertation available. And then uh, it took millions of years again for us to reconnect uh, with spirit. So we started to believe in those times. We developed this belief system that we are separate from divinity. We are separate from each other. And we became, we really embarked on this journey of separateness and fragmentation. But there's something that is interesting to quote here, that just to, to point out, okay? Uh, that has to do with uh, the, the way this planet or this universe was designed to evolve. And I always like to talk about this to people. This uh, universe we live in called Nevadon. Uh, this universe, because there are many universes, we all know that. Uh, this universe, when it was created uh, by the supreme creator, you know, that some people call God, Okay, they decided at that time, and it's a long story, and I have all this in my PhD dissertation, uh, they decided that this universe was going to, was going to be uh, going to follow a process of evolution based on polarization. So that's why we are polarized. That's why we are the way we are. But it, it doesn't justify that we don't seek oneness. So it was given to us free will, we all of us got the free will, and we embarked as as uh, monads uh, through this universe, through journeys, you know, from spirit into matter. So we uh, became living our existence with the sense that we were, you know, we had this polariz polarization inside ourselves. There is one purpose. The purpose is to unify this polarity 
unify ourselves amongst us as human race now on this planet and unify with other kingdoms of existence so that one day when we go back to the source, we are unified. We are one with life. We, we are one with divinity. So this, I, I'm trying to be as brief as I can because this is something that it took me 36 years to research and to write about. Anyway, so the reason why we are the way we are, we are lost as souls, is because in those times we really lost the connection with divinity. We are regaining this right now. So you see, all of us know, whoever is watching us here tonight, listening to us, I'm sorry, uh, knows that there is a rush. It's like a, a, there is this amazing race amongst uh, light workers that, you know, people that are really planetary surfers that really are trying to remember who they are, what they are doing here on Earth, what their lives is all about. But now there's also... One more big wave that I call the Rescue of Life Revolution, and whoever wants to read it on my website or on my, on my blog, okay? Uh, the Rescue of Life Revolution that brings us into not only trying to rescue ourselves from this polarization, but also and become one with divinity, one with life, but also bring this to the other kingdoms of existence. So people, we as, as human race, we are lost, because we don't remember who we are. So a lot of spiritual teachers, shamans of all kinds, philosophers, they are helping human beings to remember that they are light, they are spirit, temporarily living in a physical experience, one incarnation after the other. Some of them are teaching people that we came from spirit into matter, and we will go back from matter into spirit. So many, many teachers are teaching this reality. So what now, let's talk about religion. Where does religion come uh, to play a role in all this? Okay, so this is very important. Uh, religion comes from Latin. He ligare. He R-E, he. Ligare, L-I-G-A-R-E. He ligare, that means reconnect. So the reason why divinity uh, inspired human beings to have what we call religions here is to help us reconnect ourselves with the divinity. However, we know what has happened. I don't need to tell anybody, okay, uh, what has happened to most religions on our planet. So that's why a lot of people are not seeking anymore to be part of any religious group, but they are on a deep, deep, deep spiritual quest. As we know, I am universalist, by the way. I left Catholicism when I was 14 years old, when I had, I had my awareness, my uh, awakening. So uh, this is the purpose of religion. Religion, uh, but however they, they have the principles they have, you know, and I don't need to explain that, uh, and importantly, they, they have uh, as their goal to let, us, to let us know and to tell us what to do, how to believe, what to believe, how to behave, and they give us uh, rules, like, you know, if you do this, you go to heaven. If you do that, you go to hell. Or, you know, you're a sinner. You have original sin. These things that people don't like to hear. Because obviously, in, in our heart of hearts, in our uh, permanent atom inside our heart chakra, we know who we are. But we have forgotten. So religions are playing this role. Uh, 
and many of them are starting to discuss the way they are they are bringing spirituality to their followers. But this is this is among them. Uh, what I want to uh, talk about is beings that are lost in this loss loss of life's purpose, and talk about something that connects this with something that we know as rescue operation. So the first rescue operation on this planet took place uh, about uh, approximately 21, 23 million years ago, okay? No, I'm sorry, uh, uh, 16 million years ago we had the fall of the moon, and right after that we started to have a few millions of years after that we had the, the 18 million years ago. We had the first rescue operation when we had people from Venus coming to help us, okay? That's when we had uh, Shambhala being founded in the desert of Gobi, uh, okay? And um, that's when we had the Great White Brotherhood uh, being uh, uh, built on Earth and being, uh, started as, as a, a spiritual government. So uh, what is happening right now is that we are going through the second rescue operation. This is the most important piece of all this. When we have rest separation, okay, in planets, in, in, for example, Earth, it is given to that planet by the invisible beings of light, you know, the invisible government. It's given to us as a planet per se and to the peoples that inhabit that planet. It is given us a certain time to achieve a certain level of awareness, of spiritual awareness. And uh, these beings of light, that govern, govern, you know, the universe, galaxies, solar systems, we call invisible government uh, in our planet. When a planet does not achieve a certain level after it is given to that planet, options and chances, it, is, it happens sometimes that, you know, divinity disintegrates that planet. And all the souls are recycled. Everything is recycled. Nothing is lost. The energy is all recycled. However, that planet as a body ceases to exist, and the souls are, re- are recycled. So this recycling process would be a whole radio show just to talk about it. It's fascinating. So right now, we are living the second rescue operation, and it's, uh, the decision was taken about 1956-58 when I was born. I was born in 53, and uh, right after I was born, and uh, so at that time, they decided that they were going to give us a second chance to know exactly what we're doing here. And right now, we have a timing, and many traditions are explaining and talking about this timing, the cycle that is ending, you know, and we know this cycle, this end of this cycle called in different names, the end of time, uh, Armageddon, Apocalypse Now, uh, in many other ways, that people are talking about what's happening to us. Well, what is happening is the end of a cycle, and it's a cycle of third dimension, uh, the end of a fourth dimensional cycle, so that we can jump into fifth dimension, which is a dimension where we are uh, living in, into a pure state of oneness with all that is. It's a huge process. We are living in a state of unconditional love, compassion. So, but to get there, we need to do this homework. And what is this homework that we need to do? Is the homework that were that was presented to all of us by all kinds of avatars and topped 
crowned with honors when uh, Sananda, we call Jesus, came sent by the Christ, the galaxy Christ. is an energy. So there's a lot of confusion between Jesus and Christ and Jesus Christ. It's a lot of, you know. Uh, anyway, so we had Buddha, Krishna, Jesus, Muhammad, Lankardak, so many others that came here uh, to teach us the principles of Christ, the Christ energy, which is in, in, in our hearts of hearts, all of us know which is love one another, respect for life, don't kill. It is the golden rule. Respect, compassion, conditional love, no betrayal, no corruption, no lie. We all know, but we don't do it. We don't do it. We lie. We are corrupt. We betray. We kill. We abuse. We neglect. We exploit. We do all these things as human race. So now this restoration is inviting us to stop and really, really start doing that homework. So that's why we are in the rush. We are. That's why Spirit Sticker is doing what Spirit Sticker is doing. Because you are on a mission to help people remember who they are. Everything you do, Cindy, your, your wonderful work that you all are doing, is to help lots of people connect, connect with their hearts and connect with what we call the lost link. What is this lost link? Is that connection in the heart chakra with a threefold plane with your, your permanent atom that connects you with your divinity, your inner master, and from there with your higher self and your divine presence, I am. That is your real spirit. So this is what's happening. So this lack of awareness is part of this whole process. And uh, now let's talk about soul loss. Soul loss is, is, is the consequence of fragmentation, is the consequence of separateness. Soul loss is a part of uh, a lot of abuse, neglect, uh, uh, trauma, uh, grief, when people or an animal goes through you know, losses, uh, natural disasters, this is what soul loss is. It, it's a process. When you lose part of your essence in moments of extreme trauma, abuse, neglect, suffering, etc., etc. So this is what soul loss is. In shamanism, we call soul loss. In shamanism, we, we believe that all the diseases, they, they happen on the physical body due to soul loss. So soul loss is, is one aspect of the human spiritual disease, let's call it this way, uh, imbalance. Uh, but talking about us as being lost, we are lost as souls. We don't know what we are doing here. Does it make sense to you? It makes total sense. You know, uh, Dr. Marka, I can remember interviewing a lady who um, was at her daughter's bedside. This was in Poland and she did not believe in Jesus. She was she just didn't believe in that. And and as her daughter was dying, Jesus appeared like at the at the foot of the bed. And basically she realized that somehow there is this huge connection between her daughter crossing over and Jesus coming into her life. And she actually thought as her daughter left she thought okay i cannot like become bitter and and just like i have to realize there's some reason that this happened and she developed this healing system 
And it's it's not, you know, I mean, it, it, I'm not going to go into all that. But the point is, is this. This woman all of a sudden realized that it was all about light. It was all about love. It was all about compassion. It was all about, like, coming from this heart space that you're talking about. And the next thing you know, she is in hospitals teaching doctors and nurses how to fill their patients with light and love. And she she said that these doctors and nurses were just saying they don't know how to treat the illnesses that are here now because they're not I mean they're they're manifesting in the physical, but it's a soul level illness. There's like there's something that's that's just you can't put it's not a diagnosis. It's a loss. It's it's a fragmentation like you're talking about. And you know, to me, this is the whole thing right now is, you know, and I love how you put it's unconditional love and compassion and, and getting past, like, the separation that comes from categorizing or, like, not being in your heart space. I mean, when you're in your heart space, everything works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this loss that you're talking about and this fragmentation, which is, you know, the basis of, you know, everything that I've studied with shamanism, shamanism is bringing these fragmented soul-level pieces and putting them back together in a in a whole new way that is stronger almost than, than you know, and many cultures, you know, talk about this. You know, it's 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 about coming together in a way like where we honor each other and the animals are like a clue. Like when you're talking about like this mass genocide with, with animals and, you know, and I, I, I would, I definitely want to make sure we talk about your approach on veganism and the animals roles with us right now. And, um, you know, all throughout time we've had animal totems, we've had animal spirits, you know, maybe, you know, however you want to go next with this, but I, I would love for you to talk about the need for animal healing and protection for all of us. If, if you know, mm-hmm. so you can go in any mm-hmm. direction. You have several here. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but it's all connected, and I think that's what shamanism, you know, addresses. You know, we're the whole earth-based, we're not just here by accident. Nothing's here by accident. It's all by divine order, so to speak. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So I know I gave you a lot we, there, so you go in whatever no, direction no, no, you would I'm, like. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm uh, connecting with what you're saying because I want to bring this in the best way possible. Um, okay. What, what, what happened? Here we are, all of us. Okay. Uh, we were, we, we were. Uh, we chose, or we you know where we were brought here. You know, each one of us has a has our own history. Okay, so we are here. Okay, let's imagine that you know we have been here for millions of years or thousands of years. We don't know, uh, and uh, we are here to grow, and we are here to evolve, and uh, we are here to uh, as we we descended from the source as a monad uh, uh, or like our divine essence, or like, um, um, how can I say that? Uh, this I don't know if you have, if you understand the concept of monad. It's like your ears starts. That's the way we we, right. we we all come from the source. We come from uh, energy, like a seed, a sidereal seed of light. But that that uh, monad contains in itself 
all of the wisdom of divinity because we depart from the source, okay? Uh, and we depart from the source to experience uh, the descent from a spirit into matter, that there is a, a divine, mysterious purpose that nobody has ever got into because there's no way we can understand the mystery of divine, the process of divine creation. Why is it that this creator, this intelligence that some of us call God, goddess, why is it that this creator sends portions of themselves uh, onto throughout this and other universes to experience life in, um, into the into matter and go back to it and go back into this some religious call go back into the father's house right go back home so what's go go back home is go back to your divine essence so this is very mysterious um, not even. Lucifer was able to uh, to uh, understand this process, and that's why we ended up having, you know, the Lucifer Rebellion that was something that created a lot of all this polarization we have in our universe. So here we are. We descend from spirit into matter with a purpose. That's what I want to help everybody to put a hook right now. Put a hook with a purpose. That's the word, a purpose. What is this purpose? So this is the eye of the needle for all of us. We descend from spirit into matter. It takes trillions of years to descend and go back, okay? So uh, to experience life in matter. So right now on this planet, we are, on the, we are all of us on the bottom of the materialism, the, the, the materialistic expression of ourselves, and that we are on the bottom of a, a long, dark well. And we, all of us, as I say in my class, we have our nose in that mud right now. The mud of dualism, the mud of fragmentation, the mud, the mud of separateness, the mud of ego-centered activities. That's the mud that we are all right now. So what happens? When we get to that point of extreme, uh, which is a, a three-dimensional world, right? This is, this is a three-dimensionality. This is when we are uh, absolutely abiding in, in, in uh, uh, thickness and uh, um, in materialism. That's where we are right now. Look, watch TV, read, read magazines. It's all about what I have, what I have, what I have. How much can I gain? How much can I... What's the advantage? What's my advantage? What's, what's my benefit? You know, it's about get, 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 get. So we have forgotten to be who we are. And so we can't, we came here, imagine, after all these billions and billions of years, uh, navigating throughout this universe, living all kinds of experiences. You can imagine. Here we are right now, living in this state of separateness, fragmentation, unawareness about who we are, what we're doing here. But the reality is, we are here to learn to love. We are here to respect life. We are here to love one another. We are here to learn the lessons of the age of Pisces. That's when the Christ sent us, finally, one more avatar, Jesus, say, hey, wake up. You're not here just to take advantage of each other. You're not here just to 
kill others and to, you know, to destroy this planet. Wake up. So we didn't listen. We haven't listened. Here we are. We are here to learn. We are here to evolve so that we can go back into spirit. I know it's mysterious. I know we can give a lot of discussion, uh, ground for a lot of uh, um, discussions, you know, in this matter of, okay, I have to go back to the source. But, you know, that's what I was able to research. I I really wanted to understand these things. So I, I spent 36 years researching all kinds of sacred books because I wanted to understand. Uh, right. And so one day we'll go back, okay? So now, here we are. We're here to evolve. We're here to learn uh, to love one another, to uh, have compassion. We are here to learn to stop being species because we are species. All, most of us are. Like, uh, I'll talk about species very soon. And, uh, and we are here to uh, cohabitate and share, share life on Earth with the other kingdom. And for some reason, we decided uh, some, at some point in our history, due to all this uh, polarity and separateness and fragmentation that we have and this, this, this connection from the divinity inside our, our uh, center, our center, we decided, we decided that we are above, beyond, and better than the other realms and the other kingdoms. And then we decided that, you know, the other kingdoms were, were here they're just to please us and to serve us. And we have the right to do whatever we want with them. So let's just kill them. Let's just destroy them. What the heck? You know, I am, I am the super god here. I can do whatever I want because I have, I have consciousness. I have, I have an intelligence. I have a brain. I have a mind. So we entitled ourselves as kings of planets. And we started to destroy it. And I don't need to explain to anybody what we're doing. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Okay? Look at the forest. Look at the ocean. Look at the reality of our air, the water. Look at the reality of the animal. You know? And that's us. We are destroyers. And we are not supposed to be destroyed because we are light. We have divinity inside our heart. But we are still living in that state of separateness and fragmentation. So now, what's happening here? We are here to unify our polarities. And that's something that I talk about in my class. We are all polarized. When people tell me, oh, you know what, I, um, I am bipolar. I say, oh, only you. <laughs> only you are bipolar. Hi, I have a bipolarity. Say, oh, only you. Okay, all right. So we live, in, <laughs> we live on a planet with a, where everything is in polarity. So there's a purpose right now. The beings of light, the invisible government, they want us to work toward unifying our our energies, masculine and feminine, divine energy. And so now the divine principle, the feminine divine principle is coming back into the earth. We all know that we lived, you know, uh, with the predominance of masculine energy for a long time. Now the divine creative, intuitive, inspirational, uh, energy of the divine we call it symbolically divine mother that is, is here now presently. That's why millions of women are becoming aware of their divine power. And that's why we have all this feminine movement we have had over the last tens of years. So I'm 62. I remember when I was an adolescent, I was one of those indigo blues, you know, uh, really fighting to have the rules 
be disconnected, being you know torn down because I, I didn't accept that. I was a typical, uh, typical uh, way, um, individual of my time, of the 1950s group that came. So here we are with this, uh, with this purpose of knowing that we are not here to destroy, we are not here to abuse, we are not here to neglect, we are not here to betray, we are here to live as one. So you imagine the task that the few of us that are awakening, because there's a difference between being awakening and be awakened. Some people say that 2.5% of the population of the planet is awakening, they say, some say, I don't know. And others say that part of those 2.5, there's a very tiny percentage of awakened. So what, what is that process of awakening? Is remembering who we are. Okay, what am I doing here? I'm not here to take advantage of others. I'm not here to steal. I'm not here to kill. I'm not here to, to take the temple of somebody's soul away. It's like a, a Billy Dean, one of my favorite uh, amazing activists and authors, and she says that uh, we don't have the right to take the, 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 the temple of other beings away because uh, the body is a temple of, for the soul. So Billy Dean says that we, we cannot do that, you know. She always says that we, we are not here to take anybody's uh, temple away. And what is this temple? It's this body that we have here to live one incarnation fully and uh, exp- uh, go through all the experiences we are supposed to have here as a species and then what happens when we take that temple away from an animal, for example, when we murder someone? We take that, the, the right for that being to live fully that incarnation. Now, we have to think about this and, and look at different aspects of this. And there's one other aspect that, that shows us that, okay, imagine we are killing millions and millions and millions of animals every day. Uh, however, those brothers and sisters, because the way I call them, okay, they came to Earth uh, through this process of uh, factory farming. Just imagine the number of souls that are coming here because of the process of factory farming. They are brought here. Imagine how many millions and millions of souls every day are brought here and how many millions and millions of souls, uh, you know, have to leave that body every day. They were not supposed to be living, for example, at Cal, like only a few a few we- uh, uh, years. A Cal can live 20-something years happily forever with, with her family. Okay? We might just live tens of years. They're not supposed to be, you know, uh, kept, you know, in captivity for our fun or experimentation. So... Uh, in the natural, we would have probably, I don't know the percentage because I have never done this this, this count, but I would imagine at least, you know, probably thousands of times less animals on Earth. They would be like, you know, in the natural, living their lives, a cow here, of, of, you know, a horse there. We wouldn't have this population of animals that we have that are a uh, uh, product of factory farming and uh, and so forth. So imagine what we are causing 
to the spirit world, to the spirit world that surrounds planet Earth, imagine what we are causing, forcing these souls to come here to be killed after, you know, like a few months, a few weeks or a few years, and go back to the spirit world. This is another chapter. We can talk another day. I talked about it in my class, and it's like the spirit world of the animals. You know, this this amazing traffic of souls. They come here, don't have, they come to earth, they don't even have time to experience life here because they're killed. It's like in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Uh, it, it, it's a process that is mind-blowing to see what happens to the spirit world of the animal kingdom. They don't have time to experience life. They don't. Because they don't come here for that. No, they come here. Number one, the role of the animals with us, and anybody that works with shamanism that is listening to me right now knows what I'm going to talk about. The role of the animals with us is to teach us the attributes of the soul. When we talk about totems that power animals, you know, symbolic meaning of animals, in all traditions, we all know that each one of these animals is an archetype. And as an archetype, it comes to teach us those lessons. For example, let's take one of the beings that is the most abused on this planet, tortured and killed for its flesh, even. You know, we know the gods. Let's talk about Korea, what's going on in Korea, in China, well, you know, for this poor dog. Anyway, let's, so let's just take the dog as an example here. We all know what this this beautiful being, this teacher comes to teach us. We all know. They teach they come to teach us loyalty, joy, relaxation, trust, confidence, friendship, unconditional love, honesty, companionship. So they come to teach us all that. They come to uh, heal us, you know, we, we talk about, uh, we animal healers, we talk about animals as angels. Many of us, they work as angels in our lives. Uh, that they are here to help us reconnect with our divine essence. You know, all of our pets, they are here to teach us about those beautiful attributes, being them as cats or dogs. Many people now are having even pigs and hands, right? Uh, they have horses. So these amazing beings, they come here to teach us the attributes of divinity. So they are teachers for us. And what are we doing with them? Millions and billions of people are neglecting and hurting their pets. Pets are at millions on the streets. You know, I come from Brazil, and Brazil is it's mind-blowing what happened. You see, millions of, uh, of dogs on the streets, you know? Just wondering. Yeah, it's horrendous. In Hawaii, we have the cats. It's amazing the thousands and thousands of cats we have in Hawaii, feral cats, and nobody can can get a hold of it and really take care of them. Anyway, so here we are, killing, abusing, neglecting, mocking at, uh, you know, skinning alive all these amazing beings for okay for fur, for food. Uh, for entertainment, for uh, testing, unnecessary testing, by the way, because we have equipment. And why are we doing that? To show that we are superior to them. So let's look at both fighting. 
my goodness, what is that? How can someone do what they do with that poor soul? You know, what does the, you know that Torero want to show? That he's what? Super, super? And he can kill that innocent being? Oh, Just know. to show that he, he he is the super macho? Hello, I'm the super guy? You know, it blows right. my mind. So why are we right. doing all this? Because we have forgotten that we are all one. So uh, the purpose of the spiritual work right now on the planet, all kinds of beautiful work that we are doing, different modalities, has one goal. It's number one, help us remember who we are, what we are doing here. Talk about, you know, remember that we are here to revert life. We have life reference as part of our lives to respect others. When we say respect others and do to others what you want it to be done to you, the golden rule, we're not talking about human beings only, but most people that I know of talk about the golden rule amongst us human beings. I'm not sure that they follow it, but most human beings talk about the golden rule like that most religions. Unfortunately, even in Buddhism, they're eating it. Imagine, how can you talk about unconditional love? This is something that I I teach about, talk about every time. How can we talk about compassion? And then we have in our living room our darling doggy or a cat or dogs and cats, whatever. And then at Christmas and Thanksgiving, what do we do? as human race. I'm not saying that I'm, I do think I'm raw vegan. But, you know, what do we do as human race? We sit to, you know, to thank God for the blessings we have and we are eating the cadavers of innocent people, innocent beings that were living their lives with their families and were killed for our pleasure, our gastric pleasure. And we're having all those, you know, amazing plate that people prepare for their, you know, uh, Christmas dinner, for their uh, Thanksgiving, you know. And we we know right now, we know better that we don't need animals as protein. Uh, obviously, in those times when we, have the, the, when we have the first Thanksgiving, they were ignorant. They didn't know what they were doing. But now we do. We have science here. We have research that tells us that our physical bodies were not designed by the creator to eat meat and have dairy. You know, there's so much out there in so many videos, DVDs. We go, uh, if anybody wants to learn about this, just go on my Facebook and have fun. You know, I have amazing amount of uh, information on my Facebook, on my blog. I have so many, 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 many uh, a shortcut for whatever, whoever wants to learn about vegan living and no less to any respect and respect for life. It's like, what are we doing? We're here to evolve. We are here to evolve to. A cow is supposed to last 20 something years and have, and have her life to learn life on earth because the role of human beings with animal, animals is to protect them, to take care of them, and teach them the attributes of being a human being. So when we have pets, our role with our pets is to 
teach them how to behave as human beings because they are in their evolutionary chain to, and they will in the future become humans. They will evolve and then they will individualize their monad because now they have group souls. So when they're here on earth, they're individualized. When they, when they die, they go to group souls, animals. In the, in the spirit world, they are part of groups, and it's, which is different from us. The colonies, you know, the, the, the group soul colonies and hospitals and cities where the animal souls go when they die, is, they are different from the, the ones where we go in many aspects. In other aspects, they're very similar. Anyway, but here they are. They are trying to learn things that we are supposed to teach them. That's what we do with our pets. We teach them discipline. We teach them to be patient. But then what what happens? There comes the neglect, comes the violence, comes the cruelty, and then here we are killing the other one for our own benefit or for our pleasure or to have the fancy purse, the, the fancy pair of shoes. I'm not saying that I was born like this, just to make clear to everybody. I come from a farmer's family from south of Brazil, Rio Grande do Sul. I was not born like this. I woke up late on in my life. So don't you think that I am a because I'm not. I am no saint, obviously not. It took me time to realize that I was part of the Holocaust. Uh, it, it, it was a process in my life. You know, it was a process. But I, I share my story with people, you know. So, you know, it comes to a point where you, you learn about that. Someone will give you that DVD. Someone will show you that, uh, you know, that film. Or someone will tell you, go on YouTube and watch Paul McCartney in, in Glass Walls, for example. Or uh, watch uh, Earth Link. Uh Someone will tell you. Someone yeah. will show you that, you know. And then say, oh, oh, oh. Say, wait a minute, I am part of the Holocaust. I am part of the crime. So what am I going to do from now on? So what I hear from most most people that I know of that entitle themselves, spiritualized, they say, I oh, know, I'm not giving up my milk. I'm not giving up my cheese. So I say, okay, right. it's, a, it, it's a matter of consciousness. So this is the way I think. I mean, I, anybody can disagree with me. For me... Uh, stopping with the Holocaust, with the crime that we we uh, perpetrate against the animal kingdom and also to the uh, environment every day, is a level of is a level of consciousness. Isn't it? Okay, what am I doing here? Okay, I'm here to learn to be spirit again. I'm having my physical experience in this body as a soul, and I want to go back home one day. Okay. So I'm here to develop the attributes of the soul. Okay, what about the animals? They are here, number one, to teach us the attributes of the soul, uh, 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 honesty, joy, um, friendship, unconditional love, respect. They are here to teach us all that bravery, courage, like the lions, you know, power, like the horses, and so forth. They are here to teach us all that. And we are here to protect them so that they can learn about life on this planet. So when they have to individualize their moment and shift into the human kingdom, they are ready. Like we all know, I know that lots of people that are hearing to me will say, I know my dog is ready to incarnate because my dog almost speaks. Or someone will say, well, I talk to my horse. 
uh, my horse talks to me, uh, or my cat is ready, or, you know, I know of this monkey that is ready. Of course, they are at the end of that chain, and they are really ready. So we, we have this role with them, which is show them what life on earth is. This is what I do with my animals. I trust them all the time. And I show them, you know, if you want to one day individualize your monitor on this plan, number one, you've got to have discipline. You have to be patient. You've got to listen to learn when mom talks to you. And, uh, you know, it's important to talk to them because they talk. It's just that we don't listen. They all talk. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. It's just they don't talk like us. They talk their (laughs) language. But we are so busy we, our minds are so crammed with mundane things that we don't listen to them. You know, we don't listen. So this is something that I consider very important, uh, is remembering what we are doing here with the other kingdoms. And also, obviously, not, and we cannot forget, we need to be cautious about the way we're using natural resources, the way we are recycling, the way we're taking care of our uh, waste, of what we do with all that, the way we use water, you know, all the resources, electric, we need to be conscientious that, you know, the CNN is not talking about it and will not. Very no, rarely. but it's but, it's a problem. It's just a problem. And, you know, Dr. Marga, you, you are helping so many with the work that you're doing. You know, you, you're working on a second book. The first book, listeners, um, is available. You can go to drmarga.org, which is D-R-M-A-R-G-A.org. Um, her first book is Positive Affirmations to Heal Your Pets and Other Animals. She's working on her second book entitled Dr. Marga's Animal Healing System. Her whole thing and, you know, this whole interview, what she has shared with us is the relationship between our individual soul healing and the earth's healing and that we are all in this together and that the animals aren't here by chance. We're all here because we're all learning. We're we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but we're all spiritual beings and we have a soul-level purpose. And it's important right now more than ever to have this reverence, honoring, and compassion, and we learn from every experience. So, Dr. Marga, you you just thank you so much for taking time and being here. You know, for this interview, there's a wonderful article by Dr. Marga in the February issue of Spirit Seeker. You just go to spiritseeker.com. Please remember, this is a podcast. The minute this uh, interview is over, you know, we know you listen off off hours. We know you're referring, you know, recommending this show to other people. So, I just want to thank the listeners. I want to thank the readers of Spirit Seeker Magazine. I want to thank the advertisers of Spirit Seeker Magazine. I just want to thank everyone for coming together and making the world a better place. And Dr. Marga, you are doing fabulous work. You know, I just, it's an honor to meet you and I'm just so glad we had this time together tonight. So thank you so much. It's my honor, my dear. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my thank you so oh. much. Okay. All right. So drmarga.org, and you can find her on Facebook. And um, thank you again. And everyone have a thank wonderful you, week. Dear. We'll be back next Tuesday. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Marga. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Take All right. Care. Good night, everyone. Bye. Take care. Bye.